Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Did you hear that on your end? Yes. Uh, it's our new. So yeah. Funny. Like we're we're recording on Zoom right now, um, and it was like recording in progress, and we're like, uh, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> never it's up, guys? never done that to us before. But hi, woo woos. We have missed you guys. Uh, we're excited to do this episode. If you guys have listened to any of our season one, which we do recommend, if you haven't, uh, but if you're just finding us. One of the things we love to do on this podcast is give a little prompt, a little inspiration, a little journaling opportunity with this deck that me and Kendall love called the Soulful Woman. So Which we'll link. We will it's, link. It's the tits. It's so good. It is, it is great. It always reminds me to be kind of back on track. It really recenters me even when I'm going through a really hard time. Kendall and I really have a lot of joy from this book and wanted to share it with you guys. So what we like to do is pull three cards and let the energy of the room kind of speak to us and pull the cards that we needed to hear in this space shared with you guys. And so we did that and we kind of are coming up with some things that were coming up based on the prompt. So I think that um, that was like something that you guys really loved from last season and something that we have really enjoyed doing. So yeah, you pull out the deck, like put it down and spread it out and then pull three cards at random and then let it speak to you. And so Angela actually pulled, um, lay it down and spread it out. Anyways. Okay. So Angela pulled three cards earlier this week and was like, Hey, this is something that I pulled for myself, um, to kind of center myself. And I was like, let's do a podcast episode on it. So we've been able to actually like marinate it on, marinate on it a little bit this week. And Angela, take us away. I'm ready for card one. All right, let's do it. So this is a 48 card deck and I pulled first to talk about the card is called inner guidance system. So I'm going to read the basics of it and then get into the details of what that, what that says for us. So it says the best answers always come from the calm, radiant place within me. I wait for these with joy. So it says my best answers always come from the calm, radiant space with me, my inner guidance system. The more I live according to this inner compass, the less concerned I am about what others think and the more at peace I am with my choices. I get better at following my inner guidance and my choices improve over time. I'm excited to know that there is a reliable guidance system within me, my own feelings and intuition that I rely on every day. Both positive and negative feelings are information from my inner guidance system helping to steer me in the right direction. Through these soul-guided choices, I am powerfully shaping my own destiny and expressing my purpose and individuality. I am grateful for my loving and wise inner guiding system. So I thought that was really nice and really timely for Kendall and I because- Yes, very timely. We have been talking about feeling this very unsettling feeling. Now, currently the planets are all retrograde, all whack. Everything is wackadoo. Everyone's feeling this tense energy- So that in itself is like enough to carry us into a tailspin. But then personally, we're each kind of going through this time in our life where we're having to surrender over and over to something we know Mm -hmm. is good for us. And we know we want this thing. And we have been trying to put action behind this manifestation or the way that we want our dream life to fold out. And we're in the free fall part. 
the middle part, the part that's not yeah, talked about a lot. The uncomfy spot. The uncomfy part. And, and Kendall and I were talking about how it requires a lot of stamina, like a runner, like a runner's high to get to the high, you have to go through the pain. And I'm not a runner, but Kendall is. So she could probably speak to that literally. <laughs> in a physical no, way but that's but- exactly exactly it's like the really like icky doesn't feel good part to get to the end and you're like why am i even doing this like why yeah. it, it's super uncomfortable and i think that angela and i were just talking about how this is the part where you fall off track where you either have to like have the stamina to continue to surrender to like the bigger vision or the things that you want, or you're just like F it all. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we're like, Oh, going into this episode being like, yeah, we want to be glowy and like so fun and whatever. But the reality is I bet everyone who is listening here is like in the middle of wanting something, searching for something, trying to get something and being like, man, this is not quite working out how I wanted it, even though I'm, I'm manifesting and, um, I'm wishing for it and I'm working towards it. And it can feel really icky when you're in the middle of it and it being just smack dab in the unknown, you know? Definitely. Um, I, I'm so glad we're talking about this middle piece. Cause I think it needs more air around it. And I think it needs to be like brought into the spotlight more because it's so a part of so many of the, like of the journeys and of the big, huge magic that we see in other people and their testimonies. And I, we just want to peel the curtain back a little bit. And so while I was thinking about this, I wrote this out and in case it helps anyone that is listening now, I wanted to read it to you. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. So I wrote, The most challenging part to me is what I refer to as the stamina of the surrender. I think a lot of us can empathize with that feeling that requires us to constantly remain patient and trust the process, but it can feel a little bit like you're floating after a free fall. And what that looks like for me is doubt will come up, shaming thoughts, questioning my inner compass. When it starts to get loud, I start questioning it. I'm like, do I even want this? All these thoughts start coming in. And being in the darkness and thinking, okay, universe, I realize these things I desire on my path are not on my timeline. I know when I look back at this moment, I will be able to fully understand it was in divine timing, but walking and staying in the unknown right now can feel like a total beatdown. And we admire so many, Kendall and I admire so many people in the intuitive coaching space that stay the course and show the like aftermath, the beautiful glowy aftermath of what that looks like. And we're just so inspired. Mm -hmm. And we're like, wow, look at all these things they created and so much art and magic and like buzz comes from these people that we consider mentors or coaches. And, but like the behind the scenes middle part that we're talking about is, is in everybody's that is a part of it. And we wanted to Mm -hmm. not graze past it. And it's the most challenging test. It often feels like you're in the quicksand and in your heart, you know, there's safety and enlightenment in the end. So it's not the initial sink in that scares you. And in fact, I feel like when you're first initiating a manifesting, it's like you're having a crush on, on someone. Like it's so new. You yes. have so much, yes. so much energy. Oh you're my just, gosh, what could this yes. be? <laughs> what could this be? Like, can't wait, winking, grabbing the winks from the universe, like loving life in the initial mm-hmm. part. But then to get to the finish line where your faith has to stay strong and when the wings are kind of fading and you're starting to question it gets really tempting to just be content where you are and yes. just think it would be easier oh, oh gosh why right? don't i just stay I'm so tired 
yes, why don't I just stay? And so I wrote, that is ego. I used to think of ego as being prideful or narcissistic or materialistic, but it can also be a doubter, a contrarian lying to you. Like your higher self knows you can do it, anything that you want, and there is no cap, but your ego will sometimes tell you like to take a nap. Oh my gosh, that rhymed. I just realized <laughs> that was not on purpose. Can you wrap it out? Right? <laughs> Taking a nap. Um, but yes, like, doesn't that, isn't that true though? Like that's yes. how it feels. Like your ego will be like, it's so much easier or also it will creep in in a way of jealousy. Like it's so much easier for this other person I see in the arena. Like it can get mm-hmm. gross and just empty chatter and I realize like resting is a big part of that. So it's not the rest that I have a problem with. It's like the weight. <laughs> it's and the so, weight. Yeah. Well, and, and also Angela and I are not patient people. That's uh-huh. like, you know, bottom five quality of both uh-huh. of us is like, we're just not patient people. And so when we are like trying to go towards something and we'll kind of get into it. Cause I know it's like very vague of like, okay, what is this like thing you guys are like working towards? But Um, I think it's just these goals and these things that we want in our lives. And there's a lot more patience that's required than maybe we're like naturally suited for. And, (laughs) and so, um, I loved the, like the card of the inner compass because Angela was completely right. This idea of like your higher self versus your ego and, I remember listening to this podcast one time that was talking about um, how our ego is actually there to protect us. Like we give ego such a bad rap, but like the ego is the whole goal of the ego is to protect us. And, um, and that's why we have so many doubts. That's why we um, like would rather pull, like pull away than like stay the course. You're like, okay, could this happen? Could this happen? Oh, like, am I really like talented enough for this? So like, whatever, like the ego is there, um, as a way of like cushioning us, protecting us, but the ego isn't the truth, right? Like our Mm -hmm. higher self is the truth. And I love the idea of the inner compass because as you were reading it being like, this is, this is the truth of what's going on and that we can make it through and that staying the course is what is going to lead us to what we want. And one of the things that, um, you said that was like, is so beautiful of like my best answers always come from the calm radiant space within me. And I think that's the opposite of ego. Like Mm -hmm. ego is this scattered, scared, um, insecure, space like this jealous space like all of these different emotions coming up right are of the ego and our highest our highest self is like my best answers always come from the calm radiant space within me Mm -hmm. and then the fact that both positive and negative feelings are information is a big one for me too because i'm like so this isn't shoving down negative feelings and being like oh negative feelings like even when we were going to record this podcast we're like okay, how much do we like talk about the real? And then how much do we like try to be like glowing, uplifting and whatever. But it's like, actually a lot of the, the negative feelings that are coming up are actually a compass towards like what maybe you don't need to be fighting for, or maybe like gives you a bit more clarity of like what you do care about. Mm-hmm. or like different things. And so I think embracing the negative of like, this is part of the journey. That doesn't mean you're off path. 
of yes. your journey. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's so comforting that they wrote like both positive and negative emotions are like clear that you're still on your path. Mm-hmm. So it, it really like disengage, it, it abolishes this idea that it always has to be like so affirmative because yes. the reality is, is that like, yes, like you were saying, the ego will talk dirty to you. So <laughs> you got to keep it in line. No, it's so real. That was great. I love that card. Um, do you, you have anything more? Do you want me to read the unknown? Well, can I just say I'm like yeah. so loving like your energy. I'm like <gasps> thank you sitting. Oh my thank gosh, you, thanks. Thank <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my friends tell me I'm one of the best at taking compliments because I'll just like say thanks. Like I'm like, no, thank you. I love it. I'm like literally sitting on the floor of my mom's room in Austin, like recording this on like headphones. Like this is not my normal little like podcast setup. And I'm just like sitting on this little like carpet section, like in the corner, like trying to get good audio. And I'm just like loving all the things that you're saying. And even though Angela and I talk all the time, I'm just like loving hearing you. I'm like, I'm glad that we can just be on mic for you guys because even me who talks to you all the time, I'm like, wow, that was really good. Anyway, continue. Thanks Kendall. That really helps. Okay. I'm pumped. Let's get into the unknown. (laughs) She's not so scary anymore. (laughs) Oh yeah. To give you guys some context too, I have decided to take this podcast in bed. I'm literally in bed with all my covers and my pillows all around. I normally don't record in here, (laughs) but I like told Nick, I I kicked Nick out of the bedroom and I was like, no, I need to be literally like laying down. So. Oh my gosh truly cocoon um okay wow i have some pep in my step now so thank you for that okay okay so this is the next one i pulled so it's called the unknown and it says i bow to the infinite intelligence of the cosmos and my next steps are revealed okay so let's get into the book here oh also just like if anybody like thinks number stuff is cool i pulled 41 42 43 in this pool and oh, I had shuffled at random at random. I had shuffled a billion times. So obviously this consecutive order was an for us. billion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So shut up. <laughs> I will come to Austin <laughs> and knock on the door and bite your pinky off now. <laughs> okay. Settle down. We're in class now. Um, <laughs> Okay, so to give you guys a little visual, the card. So this woman has a little braid. She's got flowers in her braid. She's holding a bird, and then she's wearing a bird pendant to really, like, capture the bird energy. So just (laughs) keep that in your bird's eye. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Okay. (gasps) All right, the unknown. We're having a good time. Oh yeah. Okay. So when I find myself at a crossroads where something old has come to an end and the new is yet to be formed, I am gentle and patient with myself. As I release the old, I trust that the universe is creating the space for the new to enter my life in its own perfect timing. I keep my heart open and embrace the mystery knowing I can't hurry this process. Okay. I know. That's the hard part. We can't hurry the process. Okay, so sometimes when I don't know, wait, sometimes when I don't know, when don't know how, don't quite know what or with whom, something magical happens. I open myself to the alchemy of my soul's growth and I enter a change portal in my soul's journey that calls me to bow to a design and intelligence infinitely greater than my own. Living Mm. in this place of don't know calls, sorry, I didn't mean to like steamroll you there 
Because isn't no. that nice? Calls me to bow no. to design and intelligence infinitely greater than my own. That makes me feel um, so like one with the universe. Gosh, this that's beautiful. This is such a gift. Okay, so it's, it's got a little more. My tears. <laughs> yes. Living in this place of don't know calls for courage, pace, patience, curiosity, and trust. I reach out for support from those that love me. I open my heart to the loving guidance of the divine. Wow. All right. Anyway, so see you guys next week. Yeah. Crying, <laughs> crying, like, crying my life away. <laughs> yeah. The unknown, but that really is like, that's at the pinnacle of what we're talking about. And I want to give a little bit more detail to this to kind of give some context because so far we've been real high level. So let me get down and gritty here. Let's go. Let's go. So the unknown and trusting the unknown and trusting the divine timing, all that was coming up in that card when we were touching on patience, I have obviously not learned my lesson and need to keep being in this space of learning patience because it's coming up over and over in my motherhood journey. And I know it will continue to like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, for the rest of my life, I'm not going to require patience for motherhood. Those that's like, not, that's a, that's a sentence that no mother would say, but specific to what I'm going through as far as getting my children on earth, I have it has required me to surrender to patience and like surrender to the timeline that is not my own over and over and over and over. And I just, I, I don't want to keep being quiet about this because I know a lot of women I know have gone through this. And so I just want to speak a little bit about it. So I've touched on this briefly, but you know, my, my birth with Wyatt was really traumatic catch season one for me to really talk about it, but I had a hard time with that. I continue to have a hard time kind of with processing all of that. And now that I'm ready to conceive my second child, I was ready before my husband. So I had to get him on my bandwagon. But now that I got him here, I felt naively like, okay, I did the hard thing. It is all smooth mm -hmm. sailing. I am like painfully optimistic in this world. I will be like, everything will go right. And what my friends that are a little bit more real, like hang in the realism space, they say they, they prepare themselves for the worst so that when they fall, it's not so bad. I do the complete opposite. I prepare to soar. And then when I don't, I fall flat on my face. And it's like as if I would, ne I never expected to fail. And yeah. so I don't know, like, I just have started to realize that that is how I live my life. And so my highs are so high and my lows are so low because I don't, I don't protect them. Like I don't pad them. I don't mm -hmm. pad my potential lows. And that's actually come up with me and Kendall's friendship offline. Like I'm way more gas and she's more equal gas and break. And so that like manifests in the way that I think my pain comes out. So mm -hmm. basically after I had all this trauma with Wyatt and the NICU, he spent six weeks there. I was deathly ill. Things were really bad. We got home. Things were looking better. Now that I'm ready to conceive my second child, I was like, we're in this baby. It's all, all green lights. Like I was just clear skies up ahead. And that was in, I got my IUD out in July of 2020. And as we're recording this right now, it's summer 2021. And so it's been a year of me consistently actively trying to conceive. And every month that passes, it gets harder and harder. And mm -hmm. it is, what I was underprepared for this. And I think anyone that is struggling with fertility would say the same. It is excruciating. And it's, I really want to be really open about this part of me that I don't like. It's pretty nasty, but I just want to like give this out there in case somebody wants to feel heard in this way. It has made me 
really bitter and nasty and not able to celebrate other people's pregnancies. And I do not like that at all. But I just wanted to be clear that that is my reality right now. And it's sad. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. And I've never been able to not share lead those type of things. But it's such a specific pain. And I'm just I'm, I'm unable to and I don't want to feel shame about that. And I don't and I just want to like make other people feel like if they are going through fertility struggles, and they're having to like really step away from possibly other people that are like sneezing and getting pregnant and like just really having an easy time. And it it brings up a lot of like triggering thoughts. I just want to say that that is normal. And I love you. And I'm sorry. And I needed to hear that for me. And I hope you needed to hear that for you. And even if you haven't gone through this, just know that like, anybody that wants to be a mom and is having a struggle of any sort, it's, it's so painful, but it's also so beautiful because it's like a sign of motherhood readiness. And like, Mm -hmm. just the, like the, the ache that you have for your child is so maternal and so special. So I did want to like say, I'm in this unknown. I don't know when I'm going to conceive my next child. No one knows when they're going to conceive their children. I, and I understand that. So I am in the sticky unknown, And when I listen back, I'm hoping that I'm pregnant and I'm hoping that this feels like such a smaller time in my life and I'm able to look back as it it was just a little blip on on the bigger scheme. And I know when I hold my second baby in my arms, which I do feel like is coming in one way or another, I'm gonna have such immense joy and appreciation and gratefulness to be able to have like gotten him or her there. So I know the finale is going to be life-changing literally I'm just in the middle and I wanted to voice the middle and I'm I just wanted to say that so and I think like you brought up a really good point in general that I think that when we are on the cusp of getting the thing that we want like when we're in the tired part is when we're so triggered by other people getting it no mm-hmm. matter what their journey is. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's not that you want to feel that way. Of course no. you don't. Like, and, and I know that about you. You are the most like celebratory person I know. Like you are so eager to celebrate like anything and everything for other people. And so that being a triggering thing for you can feel very foreign. And I think that that's, the unknown brings up a lot of that. And I think even for me, I have to realize that's a compass to like, be like, okay, this is coming. And I have to be patient when I start getting triggered by things because I feel that too. Yeah. Of I think that I have just spent so long um, for like years in the unknown of like being moved around like states and countries and, you know, and we just got news that we're like moving back to the U S and, and trying to figure that all out. And we have been house hunting and because I'm like, for the first time in years, like I could pick like where I'm going to live and like trying to envision that space of, I, I, for years have wanted the sense of being grounded and being home. And I haven't had that. And, um, even looking, you know, for houses and, and finding something this week that we were like, so excited. We were like ready to drive down this weekend and place an offer on this house. And it was on the market for three days and was sold and being like, 
Yeah. But just being like fully like, like bringing my parents into it and like imagining like we started like picking out like here's like what the colors of the walls would be and like and maybe that's just like naive and whatever but it being on the market for so little time and being like okay we're gonna drive down there we're gonna do it and it being swiped up under us which I understand is like such a small thing but it speaks to such a bigger idea for me of needing home of needing to feel like I belong somewhere of this is like where I can hang my hat and it's mine Mm -hmm. and so it's really triggering to me when someone's like, oh, here's my house. And then I'm like renovating it. Yeah. And like, oh, I just like got my dream home. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm like, here's my like parents being able to like visit my house with my kids. And it's like, here's me in my routine or here's me in my like set life. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm literally right now living out of a suitcase and like running around with a, a baby. And like living in between like two different countries in a suitcase, don't have a home. I'm like in my parents' like house right now, like us, me, my husband and my baby all sharing a room in between places, like just trying to figure out, I'm like, can I please have a home? (laughs) Like, can I please have a place that's mine? And so then when I see other people have that, it's triggering where I'm like, of course, that's celebratory. Yeah. Of course, I would want any single person I'm connected to to feel completely at home and excited about where they are. And, but it can feel a little triggering to me of like, well, that's great. Like, I'm glad that you, you know. Yeah. And it was interesting because uh, my youngest brother came and visited this last weekend. And uh, he, you know, he's trying to figure stuff out. He's, you know, either 23 or 24, but, um, he, you know, and that's just a rough age in general, Mm -hmm. like figuring Mm -hmm. stuff out, but him and his girlfriend came and they're trying to figure stuff out. And they're like, we're working so hard, but like, feel like we don't even have enough money to like get out of like an apartment we don't like, or, you know, things like that. And I had mentioned, I was like, yeah, you know, laughing about that. I was like crying in the kitchen in my parents' kitchen the other day and like just having a full on like meltdown of like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I'm just like trying to figure out what to do with my career, what to do with my house, like where to live, what to do, whatever. And, um, my brother looked at me and was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, I don't know what is going on with my life. And he was like, Wow. And his girlfriend both looked at each other and looked at me and they were like, that is so refreshing to hear. Yeah. And they were like, we thought you had it all together. Mm -hmm. We look at you and are like, okay, you're in a committed relationship. Like you have a baby, like you're picking at your house, like whatever, like for them, it's just like, these are all the things that we want and they're unknown looks different than mine. Yeah. And, but that could be like triggering to them. Right. Oh, that's really good perspective. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It being like my issue could be like triggering to them, even though the thing that I'm going through, and it's just a different age too, in a different situation, but we're Mm -hmm. all in those different situations where like someone else is getting their dream home and I'm like triggered, but like they can't conceive. 
yeah. they're triggered by me having a baby that I'm traveling around with. Right. And then like right. complaining about how tiring it is. They're like, yeah. well, at least you have a baby. Yeah. You know, and that's so, actually so relieving for you to like say that it manif- you have those feelings come up too, where like, depending on where you are and on your journey, like s- certain people in certain circumstances can make you feel some type of way. Cause like you and I are on here to talk about how we don't want to feel like that. We don't want totally, to no. do that. And I'm loving that your brother gave you that perspective of like, now he looks at you like the grass is greener on your, like with your plate. It's just really helpful to remember that everyone is looking at every other person and feeling and thinking like, they're like, yeah. And that was exactly the conversation we had was he was like, I feel like I don't have it together and everybody else has it together. And I'm thinking like, I don't have it together and everybody else has it together. You're thinking, yeah, I don't have it together. Everyone else like that's just the understanding, right? It's the part of the unknown And like kind of going back to the other part that we talked about is like the ego says, this is all, this is all that will be. Mm -hmm. And like the higher self has to be like, we are all on our journeys. And every part of it is like worthy of being celebrated. And it's also really hard. Anything worth having is a hard patient battle to get it. Yeah. You know? Yes. And I'm just remembering that it's interesting to what is so important to other people. Like for you feeling grounded in your home. I remember we were just talking in the car one day and you were floored and shocked that I have moved like two or three times without ever seeing the place. Like Nick had to pick it out. <laughs> given given the circumstance, it was like contextual where we had to move within a like timely manner and we were renting for a year and he just like zoomed like or FaceTimed me the house and I was like, that one looks good. And I just like, people. And you were like, uh-uh. Like, I, could, I could not fathom. I was that, like, this will literally, I have like a freaking like sheet of like the pros and cons. Literally, Clint and I like for our, the houses that we're looking at, like have a pro and cons list and then a values list that we have to filter every single thing through. Like, it is like so crazy how specific we are. And you're like, mm, okay. But like something else to me might be literally rocking my world and destroying me from the inside out. And you're like, oh, I, I did that last week. Like, so it's mm-hmm. so just, it's so particular. And it's also reminding me that this podcast has been home base for both of us. And it's been yeah. really helpful that we can like believe in each other and believe in this and have this to kind of recenter and reset when everything else feels like it's in flames. And like my life is also in a big transition and I'll get into it later, but it can feel like all the plates are moving at once and we don't have anything to like hold as our own. And this has been really, really helpful to have. And so I'm just, I'm thankful to share this space with you. Man, this just feels good. It feels great. I'm so happy to be back on mic. Yeah. I need with, like a burger after this. Oh, I had a burger for dinner. That's so great. <laughs> okay. So next, okay. next card. I'm yeah. Ready. So let's, okay. So let's end on this. It's called Dream Seeds, which Kendall owns this uh, deck and it's back in the in Trinidad in her house there. Uh, but she said she's never pulled this card. So it was exciting never. to- I didn't even know it existed. She's like, anyway, and then card three is Dream Seeds. And I'm like, I have pulled from this deck, like, you know, from the last season, we pulled a ton of times. I pull cards on my own um, as like journal prompts. And so the fact she was like, oh, and then Dream Seeds. I'm like, I've never even heard of this card. Like, how have I never pulled this? Yes. Okay. So I'm excited. So dream seeds, it says, I nurture my dream seeds with love and appreciation and allow them to unfold in their own time. 
a common theme in their own time and waiting and trusting the process. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Like, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So it says, my dreams are my soul's own desire to experience new things and new learning, new ways to express my divine imagination and my gifts. When a new dream or desire is right for me, I feel a sense of excitement, purpose, or adventure, a big yes within that doesn't go away, but continues to spark my imagination and quicken my heartbeat. I nurture my dreams with love and allow them to unfold in their own time. I know it's best to take the seed of inspiration and plant it quietly in the nourishing energies of my heart, give it time to grow strong before sharing my dream with others. And when one dream dies, a space opens up for a new dream to be born. Dreams are always flowing to me. So sweet. I know. Did you see that thing? Um, I think it was on our friend Amy's Instagram that was like, that the death of a star looks identical to the birth of a new cell. Ooh. That like, like when you compare the images, they look identical. Cool. And it being like the birth of, or the death of something so large looks the same as the birth of something like the smallest actual thing that exists. I love it. And I'm like, oh man, that's kind of that image that comes up, you know, with like dream seeds of like something can go and something can come in. It looks the same, you know? Um, I love that. The whole, like, I love that a cell like you mean a cell in your body right yeah okay like a cell like the smallest yes <laughs> an excel <laughs> an excel cell a1 um <laughs> um no but i love goodbye. that card. <laughs> goodbye um i love that card though i love that it okay so this part speaks to me it the whole nourishing your dreams quietly because i tend to want to like shout my dreams from the rooftop and just speak speak it into existence which i do find to be valuable, honestly, to like tell people what you're wanting and, and, and really feel it and like speak it into existence. I do believe in all of that, but I love this like quiet knowing of like, mm -hmm. I have, I have this dream. It's in my heart. I can call on her when I need her. Like it's still there. And it's like your little secret and it's a good secret. It's not like nasty. It's like, so it's so comforting to just have that around you. And a good reminder of this whole thing, right? Of like the dream is still there. And also I love that it was giving a refreshing thing about if a, if a dream dies and an, then another one's going to take its place. It doesn't mean. Right. It doesn't mean the end we for need you. to like stay in the death. Yeah, exactly. So what did that bring up anything specific for you? I think for me, it's like the idea of a seed is that it's been planted and it will grow. Yes. but it won't grow if you don't nurture it. Like, yeah. So if you plant a seed, it's going to take a bit for it to like be a tree, let's say, but like, it won't be a tree at all. 100% if you don't water it and give it sunshine. Right. And so I think that when we're talking about the patience and the unknown and the whatever, it's like a seed that's nurtured will create the tree but if you like water it water it water it and then nothing comes out and you're like f this mm -hmm. and you leave like it isn't going to grow a tree period mm -hmm. but if you continue to water it like it will become the thing that was promised yeah it will you know or i love and it so 
Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, go. I'm like, ooh. No, go. Oh, I was just going to say, I just love this idea also of like, you're following it, you're nurturing it, and you're nurturing it. And sometimes it becomes a whole different tree. Like you thought mm-hmm. you wanted this one tree, but instead it just becomes a whole different thing. And you're just always evolving. And you're like, oh, I, I didn't expect, like you just find yourself in a new rhythm because you nurtured it and you found the rhythm along the way. And I, I really maybe that's just like indulgent for me to say, but like, because I changed my mind a lot and I changed my passions and I like to build something and then walk to the next thing to build. And that's like mm-hmm. just part of my nature, but it's comforting to remind myself that like, if you're nurturing a dream of sorts, it will come to existence, even if it's not the way, even if it's a whole different ball game or a whole different segment of your life that you didn't even know you had interest in or passion in or community around or whatever that looks like, you know? So that's a cool idea too, to picture the seed evolving. Yeah. And I love that about you in general, that it's like, instead of like sitting and waiting for one seed, you're like, I'm going to plant a bunch of different seeds. I'm going to water y'all. And like, let's see what comes up. But like, the you know island I mean? that you focus on your one seed and you like see it all the way through. I'm like, I'm tired of that seed. Let me go to a different one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like, like I be, did. you know, and, and it's like all of our different styles. And, um, yeah, I just think that you know, when we talked about doing this episode in general, something that, um, Angela had voice memoed me was that she was like, something that keeps coming up for me is just having stamina in the surrender. Like no one talks about how much stamina it takes to stay inside of the surrender. And I was journaling about that, about that idea. Cause I thought that was such an interesting concept. And that I've, but I think that we forget that surrender isn't actually in the trying. If we're trying, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't embodied it yet. Like if we're trying to surrender, we're not at the end of surrender. And we, um, Angela and I had listened to this podcast like earlier this week where it was talking about how like when real surrender happens, that's when like the miracle happens. Like when surrender is the, still the trying, right? And when you can finally like actually be like surrender to your higher self and be like, this is going to be okay. Like I'm going to let this flow how it will. That's when the miracle happens because you're in flow. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really hard, especially because the trying of the surrendering is extremely exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like it depletes you. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I was telling Angela how like, you know, when I had moved to Trinidad and like moving to this other country, I was so resistant of like, oh, I don't like, there was just so many things where I'm like, I just want like this and that. And like, I don't want to have to like learn new systems and like have new friends and like try to figure out like, you know what I mean? It was just so much change. I was so resistant, but I kept being like, I'm just trying to surrender to it. I'm trying to surrender to it. And when I actually came to the space of like, I've really surrendered, which it was just, I was broken down. Like I had to surrender. Like it was like, I can't just hold on to ideas of how this is going to be. But when I actually surrendered everything worked out and came like everything that I wanted came to life because I was actually in flow. Yeah. I think when you're in full surrender, you're like actually grateful for the things that are happening. And I think the trying to surrender is still saying, this is what I want. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I want and I want and I won't give it up for like what could be. Yes. Or I don't believe it's coming to me. So I have to yes. re- keep trying, 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 you know, and, and yeah. Instead, instead of, of believing, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And in that same podcast, it was talking about how like the universe never punishes us. That like what, like it is only like for your best interest. It is only taking care of you. And so us pushing us, like being impatient, us, whatever, it's just like not seeing the game plan, right? Like the universe is like, I'm not trying to punish you or test you. Yes. Yes. It's coming. I actually know, like I'm looking at the chessboard and can see what's going to happen in five more steps that you don't. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not going to give this to you yet because I wouldn't be in your best interest. Oh, yes. So that reminds me. So just to wrap up this whole fertility thing, um, I had an intuitive mentor kind of give me a guy. Well, Joanne, I don't, you guys, why am I acting like you? Joanne, have, Auntie Joanne. Joanne. Yes, Aunt Joanne. I had talked to her about my fertility stuff and she didn't give me specifics on like the exact time, you know, she did say, All right you are going to have a second baby. So I do believe that, but outside of her guidance, I did believe that, but she made an interesting comment that she was like, your husband is about to launch into his own thing and he won't go for it. If you get pregnant now, because he will be too scared and he will stay this course. And he was in a job that made him not feel abundant. Honestly, it didn't make him feel it didn't make him, it didn't light him up, but he was, it made him good money and he was doing the thing that, you know, he was taking care of his family and he, we had insurance with his, his job. And so I find appreciation now because it, although right. it has been delayed, wants, yes, yes, like my husband, husband quit his job. Yeah. Yes. And he is the most slow and steady wins the race and he quit his job and he's building his own fence company. And I'm so proud of him. And he's so happy. We're two weeks in and it's been a huge change. And I'd love to talk about this on another episode or something because I, it's, it's too long for now, but it has been a big change to our marriage, a big change to our household, a big uh, near to myself to kind of step into my light again and elevate myself. And I'm taking a lot of like inspiration from him and it, it's, I, I know all good things are coming, but it's a great little wink from the universe that was like, he was meant to do this. And this was the right move for our family. And if I were to have gotten pregnant on the terms where I was white knuckling it and being mm-hmm. in a, a couple months ago, six months ago, if that was true, he would have stayed and never taken this plunge. And it was right. Which I, this could be like the most like beneficial thing yeah for your whole entire family unit where like the universe is like i'm not punishing you right like i'm giving you everything you want just like be patient yes and it's just a reminder too that there's so many other components like my husband's story in our child's life is part of it like that is i want him to feel and when i really look back and think about it i'm like do i want him to be stressed and like kind of stagnant at his job while we're welcoming our second child do i want you know do i want that or do i want him to be lit up and excited and like feeling like he's building something from the ground up literally so anyways that was just a good reminder that the universe doesn't punish us and it's sometimes it's you know hindsight's 2020 we see it later but it's a good reminder of all in all in divine timing yeah and i say that being like we started this episode, we're, Angela and I are both in this little like uncomfy period of having to wait for the things that we've like planted our seeds with. And 
So we say that being like, we're there with you. Like we get it. I think every single person, if you're listening to this, there is a pang of like, I know what my thing is that I feel like isn't coming through. And I think that a lot of times I can give you spiritual burnout. Mm -hmm. And I just really say this to like, encourage you, like, whether it's these cards or like, just give yourself the space for your spiritual practice. Not so it can be like, Oh yeah, woo woo. So good. Whatever. It really is a space to be like, I need to recenter with like my higher self. Because when you can, when you can provide that space, like even Angela reading the cards or sending me the cards, providing me the space to be like, okay, I do need to check in with my higher self here. Like my mm-hmm. ego is taking the wheel and this is like not okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like it's, I'm, I am punishing myself by like not allowing the space to connect with my higher self to be like, this is going to be okay. I am connected to other people. I am like, I can't provide the space to be like excited for other people, even getting the things that are hard for me to not have right now. And I think when, when you can give yourself that time for that spiritual practice. It's, it really, it's so valuable. And so, yeah. So I just hope with this episode in general, like what you can take away is like, we're there with you. Mm-hmm. We feel you like we so get it. And it is so hard. And I hope that you stumbled upon this needing a message to keep going and to provide a space for yourself to like find that grounding work and that like space to like treat yourself to a, like a spiritual practice of whatever that is, even if that's five minutes pulling cards and reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember that like you planted your seed and it's coming and that might be a different, yeah, like a plant might come up that you didn't even like think was the thing that you planted Um, but believing in the process and being patient and graceful with yourself. Couldn't have said it better myself, Ken. That was beautiful. Um, Yeah, you guys, that's what we wanted to say to you. Um, Thank you for joining us. I'm so glad we got to hang out today. Yes, this felt really good. Thank you for joining us in therapy, basically. And we hope that all your seeds are growing and the middle part is part of it. And stick in there and we love you and talk to us anytime and see you guys next week. Love you. Love you. Mean it. Goodbye. See you. I hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out and give us a rating or tell your best friend so we can connect more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us is on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah with no H at the end. And I am at Angela underscore party. Also, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Nicole Spolerich, our magical audio editor, and Scott Hoying from Pentatonics for the sparkly intro. You two make us sound like we're not just two girls sitting on the living room floor with a mic. So we love you for it. Anyway, we love all of you guys. See you next Wednesday and stay woo woo.